social and ecological and institutional crisis. But actually, what we have to confront is a deep, systemic and structural restructuring of our world. And this will take some time. As the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation, of course, is the transition into a multipolar world, which has a tendency to make our world much more fragmented. For these reasons, events like this one, the G20, and so on, are the very important connectors to avoid too great segmentation. Sounds like the dictators of old, doesn't it? Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, before I get into that entire mess there, uh, let's start here. It's about 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I know Trump is announcing something at 9. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have had it for you, but just like you, I'm a working person and life, you know, hands you whatever it hands you each day. And uh, I haven't been sleeping the best for the last, oh, I don't know, month, month and a half. Uh, I am pretty tired, so I figured why wait? Let me just do what I'm going to do. It's not like I'm the only person in the world that would report that Trump's going to be running for president if that's what he announces. So I'll go through other things that I wanted to talk about anyways. If he announces it, I'm sure you'll hear it before you hear me or possibly after me in the morning. And social media will be in a frenzy tonight. So you're, you're going to find out one way or the other. And I'm sure it's going to have something to do with his president, presidential run because you really think that he's making this uh, fuss about possibly uh, a new feature on Truth or maybe he's leaving Truth to go to Twitter or maybe he's not going to throw his hat in the ring and he's going to go all in for either a particular guy or gal that wants to run for president, which is doubtful. Um I would say there's a 99.99% chance that's what he announces tonight. So if you do happen to hear it and I didn't talk about it, you now know why. With that being said, Klaus Schwab talking about total world domination, not afraid to say it at all, actually emboldened to say it, has no fear. I mean, he probably shouldn't have fear. You got most world leaders on your side. Mainstream media is going to run cover for you. And probably at this point with what I just saw happen in the elections, I would have to say you have to have realistically 20 to 30 or 40% of the world population that actually might agree with you. As crazy as that sounds, because these people, uh, these are the very people that are all in for this. And if this transition ever does happen um, to this, whatever they're going to, whatever they're trying to transition to, if it ever does happen, these will be the very people that completely fall apart. And then they're in the fetal position, crying in the corner. Oh my God, what did I do? Why did I do it? I didn't understand. I didn't know that, that everybody was going to starve to death. I didn't. Yeah, it'll be those people. In the G20 and the COP27, I mean, that's the big topic. It's all climate, it's all power, it's control. 
It's how to transition everything. I mean, you got Sleepy Creepy over there. And uh, another reason I think he's emboldened to speak the way he does is one of the biggest pieces to the puzzle that you have to have to actually make this work is you have to have America. If you don't have the United States, on all accounts, this can't work. Since he has the support of Joe Biden and the extreme left, I'm sure he's feeling pretty positive that it's going to go the way that he wants it to go. You know, I mean, look at what Joe Biden's doing. Joe Biden has been systematically destroying this country for the last two years. We had an election, which I think most people thought was the wake-up moment where Americans were like, we've had enough of this crap. We're, we're going to reverse it, and we're going back the other direction because this is insane. But it didn't work out the way we hoped it did, or hoped it would. I mean, we barely got by in the House. You know, from what I'm seeing, we finally actually gained control of the House, but we barely got it. We lost the Senate, so we didn't even gain control of the Senate. And you, Again, you would think that it, we would have had a better... Uh, a better election, you know, and I know that there's problems with the election uh, and a lot of it doesn't make any sense, but you know, that's, that's not really the topic of where we're at. Um, but since we chose to stay on this road, you know, people like Klaus Schwab, they're opportunists and he's going to take this opportunity to push his agenda as hard as he can forward while he has support Because, I mean, there comes a point where you've pushed so far in one direction that even if we come back from that, most times you can't always get back to where you once were. So some of what he wanted implemented, whatever his system is there, it's going to stay, which just gives them the upper hand because it's always looming there in the background and all they got to do is, uh, you know, revisit it and push forward again when the time is right. So it's unfortunate that it's that way, and it's unfortunate how emboldened he is, but it is because of the amount of support that he has. All right, I want to play you something now from uh, the Turtle, because Rick Scott threw his his name in the hat to see if he can knock out McConnell, and McConnell just seems overly confident to me that he's got the votes to – Stay where he is. You know, it's it's depressing, really. I mean, we'll listen to the audio first, and then we'll get into that, too. Some discussion, not only of the election, uh, but, the, but the way forward. And uh, I think it's pretty obvious we may or may not uh, be um, voting tomorrow. Uh, but... I think the outcome is pretty clear. I want to repeat again. Uh, I have the votes. I will be elected. The only issue is whether we do it sooner or later. And I think we'll probably have another discussion about that uh, tomorrow. Well, one thing's clear on the election, and that is. So here we go with the same crappy situation. McConnell uh, is once again going to retain his little bit of power. How many times does this guy need to be put in the position that he's in? Can nobody else do his job? Now, I know Rick Scott tried to step up to the plate, and I'm glad that he did, at least to challenge him. But all of your senators, all of, including my senator, well, one, one of my senators was challenging him. Uh, I didn't look up where Rubio stands, but 
what, why is it just like for years there, I wondered to myself, why are we going back and forth between the Bushes and the Clintons? Are these like the only people that can run the country? And I'm feeling the same way about the Senate and the House. Is McConnell the only person that's capable of running the Senate for our side? There's nobody else more qualified than him. You see, this is where I get upset and angry with the Republican Party. Okay? You know they say the definition of insanity, right, is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. We're electing the same people over and over, but we're expecting a different result. Why? You're going to get exactly what you got last time. McConnell is going to be no different than he's been any other time. So that shows you the problem that we're having in our party. Okay, That shows you the senators that support McConnell are part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. You cannot support this man. He is a swamp creature. He's dirty. He needs to be removed. It's time for new leadership. We're going to go down the same path that we went down with McConnell. McConnell's going to make whatever deals he needs to make with Chucky Schumer, just like I saw another report that Chucky and him are having secret conversations about um, ensuring that he and the rest of the Senate Republicans step away from the MAGA party because of how radical and dangerous we all are. Yes, I know it's so dangerous that we love this country. We'd like to see it restored back to its former glory. Oh my God, we're a danger to society. This is the problem we're having and we're having the same issue in the house. Okay. McCarthy looks like he's going to have the votes to get through in the house. And we talked about him yesterday or maybe it was the day before. I mean, it would, doesn't matter. Point is, McCarthy is just like McConnell. These are seasoned politicians. They talk a good game. They know the right things to say to everybody. They play both sides of the field. They stand for nothing. They're weasels. They stand for absolutely nothing. But we keep putting these people in the positions of power to lead the party when, in fact, they are literally working against us. These are the worst people to have in there. The Republican Party needs to pick better leadership. It's what it comes down to. Kevin McCarthy gets 188 votes beating out Andy Biggs, who only received 31 votes. So you got 31 people in the House that are sane, or at least care about the country, and you got 188, not so much. So if you're expecting anything to be drastically different just because we won the House, I mean, you're not going to see much of a change because we're not changing anything. It's, it's frustrating to watch this go on. It's frustrating that every time we have wins, we don't do anything with our wins. You know, when we had full control of Congress, when we had the presidency, the Senate, and the House, we did nothing with it. But you see that as soon as the Democrats had it, they capitalized on it. Well, right now, we see that the MAGA movement, that everybody's tired of it, that there's new blood needed. This is the moment to make a change. We need a transition into something better. And until we hold our representatives accountable and they actually feel the pressure to do the, what the will of the people is, it will never get any better. 
We're going to be stuck with McCarthy's and McConnell's going forward that are going to do nothing to further along our agenda, but every time we lose power, the left keeps pushing their agenda more uh, further and further, and they keep advancing it to what they want. By the time we get some people in there that are actually willing to push our agenda, we may be too far gone to come back. All right, changing subjects, because uh, I'm getting more annoyed the more I'm talking about it. Um, Let's talk about immigration, shall we? Good afternoon. Thank you all for being here with us this afternoon. With so many threats to deal with, as has been pointed out today, it's really a shame that we have a major one that uh, we have to contend with that's completely unnecessary and manufactured. So we'll just jump right in on that one. Secretary Mayorkas, you've stated that you believe that the southwest border is secure. Giving me just the number and nothing else, no additional commentary, tell me how many gotaways there were for fiscal year 22. Uh, just the number, please. Secretary Mayorkas, I have a litany of questions. Just the number, please. Thank you. You are correct. It is 600,000. Now, can you answer definitively with data backing up your answer that none of the 600,000 individuals who are now in the United States amongst our communities that got away uh, are gang members or criminals? Your question uh, highlights precisely why we have sought to prioritize national security and public safety threats. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Immigration and customs I'm, enforcement. I'm really glad to hear you say that. Efforts. I'm going to have to reclaim my time because I've got a lot to get through. So, as you know, probably then in fiscal year 22, CBP arrested nearly 30,000 illegals attempting to enter the country who were previously convicted of a crime. Now, of those arrested in just the number, no additional commentary, how many have uh, claimed asylum? Uh, Congresswoman, I'll have to get back uh, to you with specific okay. with, with specific numbers. Thank you. Now, officially, there have been 2.4 million illegals that have been encountered at the southwest border in fiscal year 22. That doesn't include the 600,000 gotaways. So giving me just the number and, again, no additional commentary, can you tell me how many illegals have been released into the United States that were encountered at the southwest border? Put, putting aside your terminology, may I correct you because you've actually cited inaccurate facts. In well, this is question. actually from your website. No, it isn't. It is. And I'd be happy to provide it with you. Congresswoman, uh, 2.4 million or between 2.3 and 2.4 million encounters is different than 2.3. But I think you're missing the point of the question. If, How if many may, have been released into the United States? Congresswoman, if I may, because you are mistaken, factually mistaken. So your data is incorrect. No. No, you are um, you are misunderstanding our data. No. If I okay, I'm going to reclaim my time because based on the information from your website, from your website, from your department, officially there have been of all those encounters 1.4 million, and that's a conservative number that your department states have been released into the United States. So. I know you guys have done this really fun uh, renaming, rebranding thing, calling it enforcement removal proceedings. But today, in fiscal year 22, you have now released over 1.4 million illegals into the United States. And my question to you now is, can you guarantee that none of those people have criminal records? This enforcement work is not fun, Congresswoman. This is a noble profession in which people risk their lives to conduct it. And you know that very well. All the righteous indignation. Here we go. So I want to make sure that 
you understand that per your own data and statistics, they have pointed out that in fact you hold the record as Secretary of Homeland Security for the most encounters and subsequent releases into the United States in history. Your own former boss, Secretary Jay Johnson, said that a thousand a day is considered a crisis. Today we're encountering 7,000 a day. The facts and figures make the point for me. So is the border secure based on your feelings or facts? Congresswoman, um, let, me, um, let me have the opportunity to uh, correct a misstatement. Uh, 2.3 to 2.4 million encounters includes the fact that under Title 42, the Public Health Authority, individuals can actually um, be repeat offenders. They can try again. And so there are actually approximately 1.7 million unique individuals whom we have encountered at the border. So when you say... But based on point, your, your reporting... I, I'm, I'm actually... Based on may, your reporting, these folks are here in the United States and you, there's been no proper vetting of these people. And then we don't even have the agreements in place to deport the folks that you're claiming under Title 42. Nicaragua is a great example of that. Congressman, um, I, I hope you realize that we have removed or expelled more individuals from the United States uh, than um, ever before. And just to clarify as a final question, you, with all of this data that has been presented based on your own department's releases, you still believe that the border is secure? Congress the gentlewoman's time has expired. You may answer the question, Mr. Secretary. Congressman, uh, Congresswoman, uh, we remain committed to enhancing the security of our border every single day. You got to love that girl. <laughs> you know, she... It's amazing how you can't get a straight answer out of anybody. Everybody knows how to dance pretty good in Washington. You can't just get a simple yes or no. They want to try to correct you or just go off on a in a completely different direction instead of just giving you that straight and narrow. Um, Representative Kat Kamak, she's a Republican, Florida's third district. That's uh, Gainesville, Palatka, and Ocala. She's a good one, and she, all the points she was making are valid. We have no idea. We know that we've caught over 50 terrorists this year alone at the border. We have no idea the amount of criminals that are coming across the border. The border is continually being flooded with people. It's now gotten to a point where, um, at least in Texas, Governor Abbott is announcing that he's going to invoke the invasion clause of the U.S. and Texas constitutions to protect the state from the record amount of, of immigrants coming across the border. I mean, nearly two-thirds of all migrants illegally crossing the border enter through five Texas-based Border Patrol uh, sectors. So when she's asking them, when Kat's asking them, is the border safe, uh, there's no way... He could say yes, and he knows that, where he just says we're working very hard every single day. Well, yeah, uh, you're not doing anything every single day. You're just sitting back and watching the flood of people come through. But the ICE agents and the Border Patrol agents, they're working hard every day. ICE is trying to catch people that are on the run, and Border Patrol is just trying the best they can to keep up with the influx of people coming across the border.
You guys aren't doing anything. And no, obviously the answer is no. He cannot guarantee you that whoever's coming across the border is not a former criminal or somebody that's already been kicked out of the United States because people are coming in so fast, it's catch and release, they're not taking the time to figure out who these people are. So you are putting Americans in danger by allowing all these people to just flood into society unvetted, unchecked, unregistered, and it's unacceptable. This is, on all accounts, the democratic way, and this is Biden's America. Over the course of the next two years, this is not going to stop. This will continue until we have a change of power. Until Once you have a Republican sitting in the White House, especially if you have the right Republican sitting in the White House, this stops. Until that moment comes... This is what Americans are going to have to deal with. And you think these are hot ticket items that would have helped us in the, uh, in the election, but apparently either people have short-term memories or it's not that big a deal to them. You know, I'm not really sure. I know the Democrats paint Republicans out to be the boogeyman. Maybe that had something to do with it. You know, it looks like we lost a lot of the independent vote. Uh, we definitely lost the younger vote. It was the uh, older people that did a much better job voting conservative. We need to step up our messaging game to the younger kids um, and show them that, yes, we have different political opinions than you, but this is why our this is why our policies work so much better than what you're dealing with now. One thing I don't think the Democrats anticipated was you saw the heavy swing to the right by uh, Hispanics and even blacks. And that is going to be concerning for them, and they're going to be working on that over the next couple of years. And I think they were hoping that this influx of people, if they could get them in here and get them to vote, it would almost ensure Democratic victory at all times. And I think they're going to start to realize that that's not going to be the case because these people that are coming from where they're coming from are trying to get away from the very thing that they're going to be seeing here. So... Naturally, they're going to vote against it, and I believe the good, a good majority of them will. I don't think it's going to work the way the Democrats believe it's going to work to their advantage. All right, well, like I said, I don't know what Trump's going to say tonight. You know, if I was a betting man, I'd say he's going to announce his presidential run, uh, but he may not. Who knows? Uh, you know, weirder things have happened these days. So we'll see how that goes. If you get up in the morning and he's running, you know, uh, this was recorded ahead of that. So that's why you don't have it here. If he's not running and something else crazy happened, then I'll definitely bring it up tomorrow one way or the other. Otherwise, uh, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It's a great help to help people find me. Uh, if you'd like to check out anything else I do, the website is back on track. Uh, you can go to littlejoecc.com. If you'd like to contact me, you can go to the contact section, send me a message. Beyond that, have a beautiful rest of your day. We'll do it again tomorrow.